What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel. My name is Lucas Wenzel, and today we are talking 10 sleepers for fantasy football in 2023 that are going to blow up. But first, this video is brought to you by Rival Fantasy, a new all-in-one fantasy sports platform where players can dive into three DFS games you cannot find anywhere else. This year, they're also introducing their season-long platform, bringing redrafted DFS together in one place. Rival Fantasy is so excited to get people playing season long, they're giving away a total of $10,000 in prizes for users who create a redraft league on their platform this season. That's right, 20 leagues will be paid up to $1,000 to play on Rival. Rival Fantasy is also offering new users a $200 deposit match plus $25 in complimentary entries. You'll literally be playing with house money from the jump. Go to joinrival.com slash fantasypros23 to sign up claim your deposit match, and experience the future of fantasy sports. We've got a lot to cover, so let's dive on into our 10 sleepers. Let's get things started off with Washington Commanders wide receiver Jahan Dotson. He started off his rookie season hot last year, scoring 18-plus fantasy points in two of his first four games. He suffered a hamstring injury and missed weeks 5-9, through nine, was eased back into action in weeks 10-12, through 12, and then from week 13 on, he was phenomenal. He led all Washington receivers in targets with 35 and target rate being targeted on nearly 30% of his routes. He was relatively in stride with Terry McLaurin to close out the season as well, posting nearly identical metrics in yards per reception, air yards, yards after catch, and target share. If quarterback play is your concern, are we really sure that Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett are worse than Taylor Heineke and a shell of Carson Wentz? Dotson closed out the season as the wide receiver 15 of fantasy points per game, yet he's going off the board as the wide receiver 38 right now. He is by far one of my favorite sleepers going into 2023. Up next is Jordan Addison, who I think landed in the best situation we could have possibly asked for. The Vikings were one of the most pass-happy teams in the league last year. They were third in both total pass attempts and pass play rate. Even when they got near the red zone, they continued to throw the ball. They were second in both red zone pass attempts and pass attempts inside of the 10-yard line. Now, we assume Jordan Addison is stepping into the Adam Thielen role, which, even though it wasn't pretty last year, still offers a ton of upside. Thielen was top five in red zone targets, red zone receptions, and receptions inside of the 10-yard line. And maybe just to state the obvious, Jordan Addison is younger and more athletic than Adam Thielen at this point of their careers. So you mix it all together and you have a young, high upside rookie in one of the most pass-happy offenses in the league that is willing to throw the ball near the goal line, leading to quality fantasy point opportunities. Big things could be coming for Jordan Addison this year. Next on the list is James Conner, who finished top 10 in fantasy points per game the past two years, but is being drafted as the running back 27 right now. I know all the concerns. James Conner still isn't an efficient runner. He's a big injury risk. There's a new coaching staff in town. Kyler Murray will be out the first chunk of the season. And the Cardinals will just be playing bad. Need I remind you, though, that the Cardinals were 4-13 last year? They also weren't good then. In six games without Kyler last year, James Conner averaged 19.5 fantasy points per game in PPR formats. If you throw in three additional games without Kyler from 2021, James Conner averaged 21.5 fantasy points per game. He was on a 17-game pace of 75 targets as well, which would have been 7th best amongst running backs. James Conner is the second best non-quarterback weapon in this Cardinals offense, and if they want to generate any scoring momentum, the ball will have to be in his hands and this next player's as well. Marquise Hollywood-Brown is now the clear-cut wide receiver one in town for the Arizona Cardinals, and man was he good without DeAndre Hopkins last year. 
In the first six weeks while D-Hop was suspended, Hollywood was the wide receiver five overall, averaging 18.3 fantasy points per game, garnering 64 targets, which was the fourth best, and totaled 485 yards, which was the seventh best. He also saw eight-plus targets in all but three of his active games last year. Now, I'm not an NFL offensive coordinator, but what I do know is that if your team is playing from behind in a majority of your games, you'll have to throw the football a lot to keep pace. Volume will not be an issue for Hollywood this year, and we've seen him possess the talent to earn plenty of targets. You might not want to watch the Cardinals after drafting him on your fantasy team, but you will be happy checking your box score when the week is done. My fifth sleeper for fantasy football in 2023 is Antonio Gibson. Remember when Gibson was the running back 13 in PPR formats back in 2020 and was the running back 10 in 2021? I'm not predicting that extreme of a resurgence, but I am starting to gain quite a bit of optimism for 2023. Maybe the biggest factor is that J.D. McKissick is no longer on the Commanders. During his three-year stint, he totaled 203 targets and drew an average of 4.9 per game the past two years. Now, we all know Brian Robinson isn't much of a receiving back, so who are McKissick's targets going to filter to? Antonio Gibson, who has also drawn 50-plus each of the past two seasons. Now, you add in Eric Bieniemy as his offensive coordinator as well, who worked with pass-catching specialist Jarek McKinnon in Kansas City the past two years. I'm not projecting anything like McKinnon's numbers last year for Antonio Gibson, but running back 31 might be too low of a price tag on Gibson with the upside he possesses in PPR formats. Before we get to our final five sleepers of 2023, if you want a chance to win a one-of-one ultimate custom fantasy championship belt for your league, courtesy of Trophy Smack, the number one destination for epic fantasy tournament trophies, you need to subscribe to the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel right now and comment below on this video. That is it. That is all you need to do. We'll be announcing a winner right here on the channel, so make sure to turn on those notifications so you can be alerted when new episodes are up and to come claim your prize. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. You know, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a, is, a, is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's dive back on into our sleepers for 2023 and talk about Rashad Penny. He is the ultimate lottery ticket this year. We know how explosive the guy is. He's averaged over six yards per carry each of the past two years. He was phenomenal from week 14 on in 2021, totaling 671 rushing yards and six touchdowns as the overall running back one. But injury is always the big concern for Penny. He's only played 10 plus games once in his career. However, he landed in arguably the best spot for fantasy football this year. The Eagles were third in run plays per game, fourth in run play percentage, and fourth in total rushing yards last year. Miles Sanders had a career year totaling over 1,200 rushing yards and 12 touchdowns. 
Yes, DeAndre Swift is in town, but around the goal line and in early down situations, I'd be willing to bet Rashad Penny is the guy. Should Rashad Penny stay healthy for 2023, he could end up being one of the biggest sleepers at the running back 36. One of my favorite tight end sleepers in fantasy football this year is Greg Dulcich. Now, he only played 10 games last year in a Broncos offense we all know was putrid, but he certainly passed the eye test. Dulcich showed quality release. He found soft spots in zone coverage, and he could flash downfield as well. He was third among all tight ends in both deep targets and average depth of target last year. Dulcich was seventh among tight ends in both air yard share and unrealized air yards too. The Broncos also brought in Sean Payton this offseason, who has already given high praise to Dulcich at OTAs, saying he possesses traits similar to other elite tight ends he's coached such as Jeremy Shockey, Jason Witten, and Jimmy Graham. That's pretty good company to be mentioned in, and Dulcich could be in for a pretty nice jump in production this upcoming year. We're going to start digging down the board here for some deeper sleepers, starting with Damian Harris. Buffalo was tired of getting trounced by him in the past, so if you can't beat him, sign him. Look, Damian Harris is set up in a decent situation in Buffalo. I know a lot of people love James Cook, but he couldn't force Devin Singletary out of a job last year. I project Harris will get most of the early down and goal line work in Buffalo. And Buffalo will be in plenty of scoring opportunities as well in one of the most high-powered offenses in the league, led by Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. So as the running back 37, you're looking at a guy with touchdown upside with not many other players in that range can offer. If he flirts with 8-plus rushing touchdowns this year, I wouldn't be surprised. Next, we have Jalen Warren, who I have a real feeling could be more than just a handcuff this year. Let's start with the eye test. Jalen Warren definitely looked like the more explosive back in Pittsburgh last year. I know Najee Harris was coming into the season banged up, but Jalen Warren continued to find his way onto the field in the back half of 2022. This was likely because of how efficient he was with his touches. Warren averaged 4.7 true yards per carry and created 3.82 yards per touch, which was fifth best. What's icing on the cake is that he was second amongst all running backs in yards per route run last year, only behind Brees Hall. Warren is a guy who can be used in multiple facets of the Steelers' offensive attack, and I think we could begin to see an Ezekiel Elliott-Tony Pollard situation potentially play out in Pittsburgh this year. Now, don't hear what I am not saying. I am not saying Jalen Warren will be a top 10 fantasy back. But I am saying is that there is a lot of untapped potential that's worth investing in as the running back 44. Last but not least, we have Houston Texans wide receiver Nico Collins. I think it's fair to say the wide receiver one in Houston is up for grabs. They signed Robert Woods this offseason. John Mechie could be returning from leukemia this year. What a hero if that happens. And then you have who I think will be the wide receiver one, Nico Collins. Collins is entering only his third year in the league, and we saw him make strides in his sophomore year. His snap percentage rose from 62 to 72%. He saw a 19% target share and was targeted on 24% of his routes. But maybe the best part? He had a 66% contested catch rate, which can help rookie CJ Stroud feel more comfortable taking downfield shots. We even look at weeks 10 through 13 last year. Collins demanded nine targets per game and put up a respectable 12.6 fantasy points per game. Now, I don't want to be reckless and say such a small sample will be representative of this year, but those numbers show me Collins could step up and be the guy on a team that will likely be playing from behind more times than not again this year. Alrighty, that is all I have for you today. Remember, if you want a chance to win a one-of-one Ultimate Custom Fantasy Championship belt for your league courtesy of Trophy Smack, the number one destination for epic fantasy tournament trophies, you need to subscribe to the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel right now and comment below on this video. That is it. 
That is all you need to do. We'll be announcing a winner right here on the channel, so make sure to turn on those notifications so you can be alerted when new episodes are up and to come claim your prize. Thanks again to Rival Fantasy for sponsoring this video. Go to joinrival.com slash fantasypros23 to sign up, claim your deposit match, and experience the future of fantasy sports. And thank you for tuning into the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel. We'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros.